at my message, that's the release from sense knowledge. And um, I was thinking the week, during the week about this message and the problem that we have from sense knowledge, that's the things that we know from our five senses, how they can really hinder us uh, from allowing God to do the things that he wants to do in our life. And uh, natural sense is stupid. <laughs> natural sense is, is stupid because it hinders us. But we're so familiar with the things that we see and we can analyze based on what we know. And we use our mind and compute these things together and we know exactly what it should be in the natural. But God is saying, I want you to go from there, children of faith, born of the Spirit of God, become like your God and begin to see things the way God sees them. And talk that way, act that way, according to the Word of God. Every one of us have difficulties. Every one of us go through problems. It's how we deal with the issues and the problems that's going to determine what God does for us. So I'm going to start with that, uh, finish the message hopefully today. Father, I I just want to thank you. And I ask for your help, Spirit of the living God, to deliver the truth that I believe can bring deliverance into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, this one thing I know, that the Word of God has power in itself to bring deliverance to the hearer. Many times, I think because we are not ready and we are not expecting anything, the Word of God goes through us, by us, and nothing is actually taking place because we are not releasing our faith. We're not believing that things will, uh, things will happen. But see, Jesus came into the world. He was the Word. Remember what the Bible says from the very beginning In the beginning was the Word. Now, if I want to put it, I'll say in the beginning was God, right? I didn't say that. In the beginning was the Word. And you know God is a spirit, right? So you know God is not flesh. So if I want to start that scripture naturally, what I say is in the beginning was the spirit. Or the Spirit of God. But it doesn't start that way. In the beginning was the Word. That's the most important thing in the universe. The Word. The Word of God. It's our attitude towards the Word of God that's going to determine what God does through our lives. It's the Word. And we can't see the Word. Can you see words? No. You can't see the Word. Spirit lives forever. The Spirit of God, the Word of God. So it's the atti- our attitude towards the Word and how we respond to the Word, not what we see in the natural that's going to determine what's happening. And I believe that by the grace of God, God is giving us revelation to walk by. He's all the Word of God. And because we can't see God, Jesus said no one has seen God at any time. But the God has revealed Himself. Now how? Through His Word. How? The Word became flesh. So we can see the Word. Jesus is the Word. 
the word, the word of God, the Torah word, from beginning, Genesis, all the way, that whole word, God became flesh. So we can see how God is and how we are praised. So everything is depending on the word of God. That's what's happening in my life. And the way we relate to the word of God is the same way we relate to the things that we see in the natural. The only way to relate to the word of God is by faith. That's why the word of God says, the just shall live by faith. That's the only way. No other way. You can make all your calculations. You can do all of that. If God will start doing things in your life, and, and things that are unusual, by and by, it's got to be through His Word. God doesn't do anything apart from His Word. If He has to do it, God doesn't, you can't see His hands. Anything God does, He does through His Word. So that's why the Word is so important. And it's the Word that brings faith. If God's going to deliver faith to you, guess how He does it? Through His Word. So whenever you discount God's Word or speak against God's Word or decide, well, I don't know about that. Well, it's like God says, I don't know about you either. Draw nigh to God and He will draw nigh to you. So it's really the Word. Everything is the Word. Now, we react towards the Word by faith. But faith is not blind to natural evidence, I said last week. We recognize what we are seeing in the natural. But that's the way we were raised. You understand? We were born that way. We're used to what we feel, what we smell. If it's, that's reality to us. I hear people say to me, we have to be real. You heard that? We have to be real. Let's come to reality. Let's be real here. When you are presenting the word of God to them, they understand what you're saying, but they want to come to the natural. Let's be real here. Yeah, we know the word of God says that, but let's be real. And what they are meaning, saying is, we understand what God says, but we don't live in that realm. We live in the natural. Come back here. This is where we live. We don't want that. That's what is going on. But we combine both. You don't discount what you see in the natural. You walk with what you know in the natural. But there is also the supernatural part of our lives. Especially after you have been born again. I believe that God has been waiting for you and I so long. For us to come out of ourselves. Come out of the natural. And begin to live like children of God. Just like Jesus did. I'm still learning. Amen. I'm not coming from up here. Okay. To you down there. I want to believe these things. Amen. I want to act this way. Because I know from what God is showing me, this is the way to go. God help me. I want to go this way. So I can see your spirit do work on the earth. So I can see your spirit do work through me. When they look at that man, he's nothing. there's nothing to him. But yeah, it's got to be God doing this. Then he gets all the glory. When you do it through God, then it's God that's doing it. Everyone can see it. They know you are not that smart, but they know what God's doing with you. Just because you believe in his word. Now, it's not how much you know. It's what you know from the word of God that you truly believe. Yeah, people tell me, I know these scriptures and they quote scriptures 
from Genesis to Revelation. If you started, they ended up with, for, for you, you know. And then you watch them and he's, he's as flaky as they come. How come when little problems come, oh, and then, but you start a scripture to encourage them, they finish it for you, amen? And they still go back to their discouragement. And then you start wondering what they really believe. Because they did not engage. So understanding is a key. So the word of God is saying that God will give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So we understand what God is saying. That we may know the hope of his calling. Let me let you know this. If you know Jesus, you have been called into the good life. Amen? You didn't bring yourself in. Jesus brought you. The hope of your calling. God himself picked you out of the world for himself. That's how glorious you are. He handpicked you by himself. In your generation, he said, I want that one. That's mine. He handpicked you. You came to him with something in his mind for you. He is glorious. I need to discover it. Paul says, I'm praying for you, every individual, every one of you, so that you know the hope of your calling. He called you to himself. Jesus made it clear. No one comes to me except the heavenly father calls, draws him. He said that. So you came to him because he drew you. If you have not been drawn and you're feeling a chance, something in you, I need to get right with God, guess who is calling you? Your heavenly father. Why don't you respond to that this morning? Respond to that. Tell him, God, I'm coming home. I feel, I can hear you calling. Amen? And I'm coming home. You can do that this morning. You can do that this morning. Amen? There is a hope to your calling. Every one of you have an assignment. That is, and, and listen, it's not a small assignment. It's bigger than yourself. Much bigger than yourself. He gave birth to you. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. He called you with a... Paul said, I'm praying for you that God will open your eyes to know that there is hope in your calling. There is an assignment that is greater than your life that will bring glory to God but set you apart. Amen. We have to believe that. We have to believe that. That's what Jesus, I think Paul was praying for. I have to believe that. No Christian can be hopeless. When God called you to his hope, how can the hope of God be hopeless? Yes, you may have done certain things in your life that makes it appear like you are hopeless, but you cannot be hopeless. It's illegal for you to be hopeless. It's not going to happen unless you let it be. Amen? There's hope. No matter how far the enemy is taking you, there is hope in the Lord. Always hope. As long as you are in the flesh, Oh, there is hope. And God will come down and bring deliverance. 
He says, I want you to know the hope of your calling. You were called with a hope. And he said, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? You are God's inheritance. Jesus delivered you to his father as a gift. He paid the price for you. And God now thinks, according to the scripture, I'm rich. I'm rich. Look at them. Look at them. My inheritance. My son delivered them to me. That's you and I. Amen. That's you and I. It doesn't matter what you think about yourself. It doesn't matter how much you have failed. This is the gospel. Amen. I'm not telling you my words. This is what God says. You are the riches of his and the glory of his inheritance. You as a child of God, you are his inheritance. He loves you because his son paid with his own life so he can have you. And God now, he's feeling really good. Look at them. Look at them. How beautiful. My son brought them back. Look at them. Glorious, he said, inheritance. Amen? We insult him when we think less of ourselves. Amen? We insult him. And the reason why we do that is because we are looking at all the circumstances around our lives. What's happening? How much we have failed? And well, I can't talk well. My language is not good. I can't put the words together. I'm not being successful and all of that. The more we go that route, the more difficult things are. Because we open the door for the enemy. He knows my people perish for lack of knowledge. He knows you don't know who you are. So he begins to walk in that area. And remind you. When we have things that are precious to us. Do you know what we do? We insure them. Right? We insure them. Even our own lives. Right? Life insurance. Right? precious. I wonder what kind of insurance God has on this new inheritance of his, you and I. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. You are his inheritance. There's glory to that. That's what I meant by I really want to believe this. Amen? That God thinks so highly of you, of me, that he's called into his kingdom. And when we think that way, and when we begin to agree with God, as the Bible says, how can two walk together except they be in agreement? When we begin to think that way, miracles will begin to take place. When we begin to think healing, then I cannot be sick. I'm a child of God. Jesus will never be sick. Why should I tolerate this? I've tolerated this long enough. You and I have been in it. Amen? But now our eyes are open. I have a hope to my calling. Amen? And I'm saying, no, no, no. I'm not accepting this anymore. I'm going to stay with my Savior. Guess what? The enemy agrees. Yes. 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 This is the truth. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Towards us who believe. According to the working of his mighty power. That he worked 
when he raised Jesus from the dead, he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Amen. The exceeding greatness of his power. I just want to believe that. You see, when you receive Jesus in your heart, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now has his address in your home. He lives with you. That same power is available to you. We just don't recognize this. We don't even think about it. We, don't even, we can't even imagine this. You know, the Bible tells us Emmanuel, right? God with us. And we read it and say, how nice. Well, if you realize that your home, that's God's address. That's God's address. Who is going to come in and harass God's address? Those that have been bold enough to believe it, they've seen miracles. You know of John Hagee, somebody came with a gun to shoot him. You remember that? That he believed the bullets went all over. Nothing touched him. But another preacher could be killed. And you wonder why. And he didn't believe anything. You remember John Osteen's daughter? They brought a bomb and they need all of it and went all over her and she was not hurt. You're wondering how. These are human beings like us. Amen? But they believe the word of God. They believe God's word. Hi, you, we need to get there. Amen? And we are getting there. Amen? We are getting there. Nothing is going to stop us. Can you say amen to that? Nothing is going to stop us. The Ark Fellowship, we're coming. We're going to get where God wants us to go. Oh, yes, we will. No one is going to stop us. You are so important, so special to God. He loves you, everything. The Bible says the number of your hair, he knows. And I've lost a few there. But he still knows what's left. Amen. Even though when I come, some, some of them fly off. But uh, the next morning, God writes the new count. He lost five this morning. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But God knows everything. You're so special to him. And until you believe that you are special to him, you'll let the enemy harass you. But we have to believe the word of God. Amen? The exceeding greatness of his power towards us. That power is available to you today. That power lives in you today. He'll destroy sickness in your body today. He will work on your soul. He'll work on your spirit. It's always there for us. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, that because the Spirit of God lives in us, the same Spirit that gave life to the dead body of Jesus, he said, will give life to your mortal body. So he's taking care of your body, your mind. Amen? Can you imagine aged individuals still quoting scriptures? I remember Papa Smith. He still quoting scriptures. That same power is available to you today. I'm going to stop here this morning. But I want you to realize what the word says. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
the one that's in you is greater. What that means is, in the world, that's trouble and all of that, hardship and all of that. But God is greater than the hardship. And he'll take care of it. Would you stand up with me this morning? Amen. We need to believe God's word. Amen for our lives. We need to believe God's word. Stay with God's word. Amen. Good days are ahead of you. Can you say that? Good days are ahead of me. Glorious days are ahead of you. God will do it. His zeal will perform it. You are loved by him. Don't condemn yourself. The Bible says, there is therefore now no condemnation to, do, to them who are in Christ Jesus. Don't exclude yourself because God does not exclude you. Amen. Include yourself for his blessings. Amen. He loves you. He loves you. Would you bow your head with me this morning? How many here today will say, look, pastor, I understand all this goodness of God and I want to get into it with everything. I'm not holding back anymore. I want to totally commit my life to Jesus and to serve him. No playing games anymore. I'm going to serve him with all of my heart. And you're sincere because Jesus is here. Not regarding what people think. He's you and your God. And you say, well, that's me. I want to go. I want to give everything to the Lord. If that's you, can you just raise your hand up quickly and put it down. Thank you very much. Any other person? Put down your hand. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Any other person? Put up, put up your hand. Put up your hand. To the Lord, not for me, but for him. Let him know that I'm willing. I'm willing. Amen. I recognize that every one of you, including myself, we're going through something right now. But I want you to give that thing to God. Amen? Believing in the word that you've heard this morning. And the word is already at work in your life. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart, according to the word of God, the word of faith that we preach. Now I want you to release that word for your miracle. Amen? Release the word for your miracle. You know how you release it? With your mouth. Everything that God does, he does through his word. So begin to call those blessings in whatever area that you need the blessing. I want you to begin to call the blessings into your life this morning. Now, don't be a gentleman now. You see, you don't play uh, uh, that gentleman game with, with the devil. You let him know what you believe. Amen? Now, would you begin to tell and uh, call the blessings upon your life right now? Let's do that. Call God's blessings that you need into your life. Because God has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. If there is one, begin to talk about plenty. Begin to talk about abundance. If there is a troubled relationship, begin to talk about peace and shalom from God. Begin to thank God for what he can do. And he alone can do in your life. This is going to be a great year at the Ark Fellowship. People will, people will see great work done in their lives. God will give specific directions. And God will bring specific blessings into your life. God will increase you greatly this year 
you will have so much. You, at the end of the year, you will believe what God has done. Well, you believe it because you see it. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We are in your presence, Lord, and we know that you love us. Lord, I see you healing the sick right now. In the name of Jesus, I come against every sickness that's in the body of Christ right now. Those that I can hear my voice, I come against the sickness in the body. I command the sickness to leave in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing, whatever that is. Receive your healing in your body, in your finances, in your life, in your relationships. Receive healing from the Lord Jesus this morning. Receive your healing. The Lord God is with you. God is with you. He loves you, and you are special to him. You are special to him. Amen? Say it with me. I am special to the Lord. Amen? Say that with me. Say it like you mean it. I am special to the Lord. Yes. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And uh, remember to call pastor's name when you pray. Amen? And that's exactly what happened. That man was an unusual individual. You know, Paul wrote something that frightened me. You know, when I, you will read scriptures and we go by. When I read that scriptures, I really understood what this guy was saying. I was like, oh my goodness, this guy is a, he's a master here. He said, I'm in a street. I have a desire to go and be with the Lord. You know that scripture. I have a desire, he said, to be with the Lord is better. But I know you guys need me. And then he says, okay, now I made up my mind. Because you guys need me, I'll stay with you. So this guy determines when he dies. And when he, when he if he wants to leave, he's going to leave. Nobody can kill him. He's not considering his enemies. He's not considering the emperor. He's not considering those that will stone him. He said, I'm going to leave because you need me. I've made up my mind. I'm going to be here. And he did. And then when it was time for him to go, he said, I finished the race. I fought a good fight. The crown is waiting for me. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be offered. That's a master. And many times we put this halo around his head and say, that's St. Paul. A man of God. I heard the preacher say, their faith, they didn't have anything that's better than what we have. Nothing. We are all in this together. That's why Jesus said, if you have faith, just as small as a grain of mustard seed. You see, you say to this mountain, be removed. And you know, we'll look around and say, uh, me? Me? Speak to the mountain. Immediately, our natural senses kick in. And we begin to look at the mountain. You say, I speak to that mountain. It will move. Really? Unbelief. So Paul started praying for us. And he, say, he says, from the day, speaking to the Ephesians, and I believe he was writing to the church. And if you know the history... Uh, they, it is believed that the Ephesians took that gospel, they loved it so much, they injected their name in there. Okay? They said to the Ephesians, they, it is believed that Paul wrote Colossians first, 
And he loved what the Holy Spirit had done through him. And if you read those two books, they are kind of similar. He talks about the family and everything. But then he decided to write this general epistle to everybody. And there's an evidence there because Paul said uh, he talked about them not, uh, him not knowing fully what had happened to them. When I heard of your faith. You remember that? After I heard of your faith and your love towards the saints. Well, Paul was in Ephesus for two years. You remember that? He actually spent two years teaching them daily. So you should know about their love and their faith. But he said, when I heard of your love and your faith towards the saints, uh, your faith and your love towards the saints, then I never cease to make mention of you in my prayer daily. Praying this, that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know the hope of his calling. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And the exceeding greatness of his power. That he demonstrated, he walked when he raised Jesus from the dead and set him at his own right hand. In heavenly places, far above all principalities, power, might, dominion, whatever. But, the key thing here, Paul was praying that God will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You see, faith and spiritual knowledge are one and the same. If you have spiritual understanding... You have revelation from the God. Faith is in there. But he said, I pray to God that God will give you the spirit of wisdom. Now let me tell you this. Wisdom is not a thing of the mental mental faculties. It's not of the mind. Wisdom is not of the brain. Wisdom is of the spirit, the heart. Wisdom has nothing to do with your mental faculties. That's why Paul said, I never cease to pray that God will give you the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom is a spirit. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Wisdom is the ability... To use knowledge in the right way to produce results. We need wisdom. There is natural wisdom. Both natural wisdom and supernatural wisdom reside in the heart. God gave Solomon wisdom. Remember that story? He didn't increase the the size of his head with the new brain. Amen. Amen. He gave him wisdom and deposited the wisdom in his heart. That's why James says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask from God. It's not God's not going to give you new brain cells. He just deposits the wisdom in your heart. And his supernatural wisdom, he stays with you for life. Amen. And when you have that wisdom, and you combine the wisdom with revelation, knowledge from God. No one can stop you. Amen. No one can stop you. Revelation knowledge from the Lord. 
I pray that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge. That prayer has to be answered. Amen. And that prayer is going to be answered this morning in your life in Jesus' name. Yes, you will receive that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened. The Bible said the word that was preached to them did not profit them. Because it was not mixed with faith. And why didn't they mix it with faith? They didn't understand it. If you read in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus, the parable of the sower, he said the seed that fell in the wayside, the enemy came and stole that seed. Oh boy, I'm hanging myself up. Maybe I should put this down and take the other stuff. Oh, thank you. Amen. Now it's going to be real loud. What was I saying? It's not my age. I was just shouting. <laughs> when they begin to tell you the same stories over and over again, something is not good. <laughs> Did I tell you the same story before? But in Matthew 13, he said the, war, the seed that fell on the wayside was stolen by the devil. Why? 